0: Would the children come forward? Good morning. Come on. Come on down. Are you guys, this morning, I've seen some of you already. Okay, I want to ask you all are any of you gardeners? Have you ever planted anything? Oh, several of you, good, good. So, Luke, would you come up and get these little sacks of seeds? And I think we have enough, hopefully, for everybody. Let's see. Once you pass those out, give everybody a, a sack of seeds. Good. Now, you gardeners, tell me what is the first thing you do when you want to plant something? What What do you do first? Yes. What? Yeah, get the seeds. And then what? What? Plant them in the ground. Yeah, so when you all go home, if your mom and dad will let you, you could plant those seeds in your flower bed. And how far down do you need to plant, dig a hole for the seed? Anybody know? Just a little bit. Yeah. And then... Do you need to water? Do you need to water around there? Yes. You, you need to keep it, the soil wet, don't you? Maybe once a day or every other day. And then the sun will shine on it. And then before you know it, you will have something come out of the ground like this, like a sunflower. And the sunflower has seeds. And you can make sunflower oil out of it. And did you all know, Miss Nancy is a good gardener. That's my wife. And we had some sunflowers at our house that got, that they grow every year. They come out of the ground every year. And they get taller and taller. And we had some sunflowers that were this tall out of the ground. And... Every year they would come up, and we loved it because they were so beautiful. That's a lot like our life with God. Jesus plants a seed in each of you, and you water it by reading the Word of God. You water it when you pray to God and talk with Him. And the sun comes out and God will talk to you through prayer. He'll talk to you through friends. And every year you'll grow more and more in Jesus, right? And hopefully you'll get stronger in your faith every year. Well, Mr. Scott, even though I love Jesus and I believe in Him, I need to read And take some vitamins every day. And these are vitamins that I take every day. To keep me well, it says Mega Men 50 Plus. (laughs) Now, I'm just 39 and holding, so I just kind of take these because I'm getting closer. But anyway, you know, we need vitamins too. And that's why we need to read our word every day. You know, Mr. Scott got up one morning last week, and I get up pretty early, and it was probably about 6 o'clock, and there was a sunrise. And if you, I don't know if they can bring up, there it is. And Mr. Scott looked out, and it was really a beautiful sun. You know, in the panhandle of Texas and Amarillo We have the most beautiful sunrises and sunsets in the world. And I just got a new cell phone. I didn't even realize it did this, but when I took the picture and then I went back and put my finger on the picture on my cell phone, I could see a horse move. You can't see the horse on that picture, it's underneath. And I could hear the birds singing. And I thought, you know what? That's just a little bit of heaven. Right here on earth. And if. And also there's kind of a cross. It was a very unusual sunrise. Because I could see a light coming down. And God was speaking. You know God can speak to us through nature. Through a beautiful sunrise like that. And there's a cross. If you look real close. There's a cross in that sunrise. And that's. How we get to heaven, isn't it? Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right up here on the beautiful stained glass window is Jesus right in the middle. And so let's uh, think about heaven. Pastor Orlando is going to tell us more about it today. And we can think about being with God in heaven. And once we're finished in this world... And let's pray now, okay? Let's bow your heads. Dear Lord, I thank You so much for these kids. I thank You that You gave us Your Son, that You loved us so much, so that if we believe in Him, we can be with You for all eternity in a a beautiful place, in Your home, Heaven. Help these kids to grow each day, Lord, as they read Your Word. As they pray to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can take your seeds with you. Let me know if you plan them, okay?
1: Good morning. Please pray with me. Dear God, please use these scriptures to reveal more of your love, truth, and promises to our listening hearts. We earnestly desire to be continually challenged, transformed, and renewed by your words of life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, This morning's scripture is Psalm 24, found on page 582 of your Pew Bible. Again, Psalm 24, on page 582 of the Pew Bible. A Psalm of David. then does not swear deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in.
2: This morning's New Testament reading comes out of the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. It can be found on page 1253 in your Red Pew Bibles if you have one nearby. It says this, Since then you have been raised with God, set your hearts on things above. For Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden with christ in god when christ who is your life appears then you will also appear with him in glory put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality impurity lust evil desires and greed which is idolatry because of these the wrath of god is coming used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived but now you must also rid yourself of all, all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to one another since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge and image of its creator. Here there is neither, no Gentile or Jew circumcised or uncircumcised Barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free. But Christ is all and is in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, once more we ask that you would take these moments, focus us on you. Teach us to live our lives in light of the glory of heaven. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Uh, Do you happen to know what this is? You know what that is? I know most of you are looking at it and saying, that is a butter knife. Uh, Not in my house. In my house, that's a screwdriver. (laughs) Uh, And while it makes a great butter knife, because that's its purpose, that's what it was designed for, The honest truth is, it makes a terrible screwdriver. That's not what it was designed for. We, you and I, were designed to live our lives in light of the glory of heaven. That's what we were designed for. And when we do... Live our lives in this world in light of the glory of heaven. We move from this idea of surviving in this world to thriving in this world. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've talked about what happens right after you die. Last week, we talked about heaven being a real place that is more glorious than you can imagine. Because ultimately, you're in the presence of God for all eternity. But why? go through a four-week sermon series on heaven i'll tell you why because our knowledge of heaven should affect the way we live because if we've got the knowledge of heaven in our heads it should really change the focus of our hearts and when it does the way we live our lives in this world in light of the glory of heaven is transformed To quote C.S. Lewis, If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did most for the present world were precisely those who thought most of the next. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this. Someone used to use a little quote. I remember hearing it often. That guy is so heavenly minded. He's no earthly good. (laughs) But that's not the way it works. When our minds and our hearts are truly transformed by the glory of heaven. It makes us more useful here on earth. Keeping our eyes on heaven doesn't make us useless in this world. It transforms our lives so that we can understand our greater purpose. So what does it look like when we begin to live out our lives with a greater purpose in light of the glory of heaven? It looks like several things. First, we begin to live like heaven is our home. We talked, we talked last week about the fact that we weren't made for this world. You and I were not made for this world. And if that is true, it should begin to change the way we live. In our New Testament passage, Paul begins to point it out. Paul begins to challenge the church of the Colossians. And he begins to challenge them. He says, set your heart on things above. And then he goes on to challenge them. He says, set your mind on things above and then he goes about giving these instructions from verse 5 on he sets out giving these instructions on what life looks like when you have set your heart and your mind on things above Colossians 3 5 through 10 says this put to death therefore whatever is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity Passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On the account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And then he, he points out, in these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them away. And then he continues his list anger, wrath malice slander obscene talk from your mouth do not lie to one another seeing that you have put off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator we do live in this world but we're not of this world and our lives should have a marked difference in the lives of those who do not know how or cannot understand how to live their lives in the light of the glory of heaven. As I read that list, some of those things were a little um, convicting. And it says, put away covetousness. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I look at someone's TV and think, Oh my goodness, my TV is not quite big enough. And in that moment, I must remind myself that my mind in that moment is not set on the things above. Things like anger. i'll let that word hang in the air for a little bit because sometimes we get angry about the things that don't matter these temporary things how many parents in here have ever gotten angry over spilt milk there's that there's that cliche right don't cry over spilt milk okay i'm not going to cry but i might yell But in the grand scheme of things, is that spilt milk anything to worry about? No. In the light of eternity, my anger in that moment isn't necessary. And so when I live my life in light of the glory of heaven, my life will be changed and I'll begin to live like heaven is my home. Those things that anger me, whether in my home or on the highway or at work, will begin to fade in light of the glory of heaven. There's that great song, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things on earth will grow strangely dimmer in the light of his glory and grace. That's what the glory of heaven does. It transforms the way I live my life so that the things of this world mean nothing And I begin to live my life with the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. But not only does it begin to change my life so that I begin to live like heaven is my home. and, And as I say that, I want you to understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about earning our way into heaven. I'm not saying it's our good deeds that get us into heaven. Because ultimately, all the good that I do in this world, if I do it outside of Christ, does me no good. Because if you're good without God, you're good for nothing. What I'm saying is, it transforms who I am. And I better begin to better reflect who He is when I live in light of the glory of heaven. But not only does it change my life so that I live like heaven is my home... It also will allow me, when I live my life in light of the glory of heaven, I will begin to give like heaven is my home. I'll begin to give like heaven is my home. We talked about those things. We talked about some of that that happens when we live our lives here on this earth. We talk about uh, holding on to things a little too tightly. Sometimes we are obsessed with the trappings of this world. Let's be honest. I talked about the TV And what we don't understand is when we're obsessed with the trappings of this world, ultimately what happens is that it takes our focus off of God. And those trappings of this world, those things we obsess over, those things we obsess over, can be those very things that ultimately destroy our lives. But when we live our life in the light of heaven, we can hold on to things loosely and understand that ultimately none of those things matter. There's a great example of this. It's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Have you ever watched that? One of my favorite movies. At the very end when they've gotten the Holy Grail, uh, the, the the crusader, the knight, tells him that the Holy Grail cannot pass the great seal. So Indy can save his dad, but that that Holy Grail can't pass the great seal. And Elsa, not from Frozen, different Elsa altogether, (laughs) has the Holy Grail and she's being warned by Indiana Jones not to pass the great seal, but guess what she does? She's holding tightly to that thing because that thing has captured her we're wanting to hold on tight to heaven and still grasp at the things of this world and that can be destructive just as Elsa learned and God saying Indiana let it go he's saying Orlando let it go We hold so tightly to the things of this world that we're in danger of destroying ourselves. But when we live in light of the glory of heaven, we can hold loosely to everything. Because in the end, we know that it all belongs to him anyway. That was the Old Testament passage that my friend Russ read. The earth is the Lord's. And everything in it. Everything in this world belongs to God. And when we live our lives in the light of the glory of heaven, none of those things trap us. Because we understand ultimately that we can't take it with us. I have never seen a hearse hauling a U haul, we can't take it with us even if we tried. There's a man who died and he wanted to take it all with him. So he told his friends, I'm giving you each a third of my estate. And when I die, I want you to buy something and put it in the coffin because I'm taking it all with me. And he did die and each inherited a third of the estate. A wealthy, wealthy man. And so the first things, what can I do? So that I can put it all in his coffin so that he can take it with me. He says, I know what I'll do. I'll convert that income into diamonds. And then I'll just fill his coffin with diamonds and send it on with him. And he did that. He comes to the coffin. He fills it with the diamonds equal to the amount of money he had received from the gentleman. To send him away with his stuff. The second says, hmm, can't do diamonds. He's already going to do diamonds. I know what I'm going to do. He does gold, converts it into gold, puts the gold in the coffin. The third one says, hmm, I know what I'm going to do. And he walks up to the coffin and slips a piece of paper in there. And the guys say, wait a minute, what we, I did gold. He did diamonds. Uh, What was on that paper? And the guy says, oh, I wrote him a check. figure he cast it when he gets to the other side no we can't take it with us and when we live our lives in the glory of heaven we'll hold on to the things of this world very loosely we can begin to live like heaven is our home we can begin to give like heaven is our home we can begin to share hope like heaven is our home if heaven is as glorious as we say it is why would I want to keep it to myself there's this gentleman who went to one of those superstores, stores and it's kind of like the super Walmart that has groceries and, and electronics and, and the, the store was having a grand opening celebration and they, uh, they were holding a contest and the contest was they had these little boxes at each register and they said well if you know when it's your turn reach into the box pull out the piece of paper if the piece of paper has the gold star we'll pay for everything that you're buying on this occasion he was a bachelor he needed what bachelors need which is basically coffee and bread (laughs) so he goes and he comes up to the checker and the checker tells him about the contest and asks him if he would like to participate He's like, "Sure." He reaches into the box and pulls out the piece of paper with the gold star. And he thinks to my, himself, "Darn it, all I've got is coffee and bread. They're going to waste this whole promotion on coffee and bread. He looks behind him and sees a woman who he's never met before. And she has basket loaded with groceries and electronics and all sorts of stuff. Never seen her before, but he looks back at her and he says, look, honey. Look what we won." So he got his coffee and his bread and she got her basket filled with stuff. I guarantee you on exiting that store that that woman who had just been given a great gift she was probably taking selfies with the guy posting it on Instagram and Facebook letting everyone know making phone calls to let everyone know the wonderful luck she had just had because she got a basket full of groceries and electronics can I tell you something we have received something even greater than a basket of groceries and electronics We have received eternal life. And sometimes, when we're not living in light of the glory of heaven, we keep that wonderful news and that wonderful hope to ourselves. No. When I'm living in light of the glory of heaven, I will take seriously my call to share the hope of heaven. The Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. King James says, lo, I am with you always, which I always took as approval of my fear of heights. (laughs) Behold, I am with you. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. When you are truly living your life in light of the glory of heaven, when you take all these things, all these amazing things that we've used to describe heaven, you will want to take as many people as you can with you. You'll want to share the hope with those you love the most. But I encourage you not to just share the hope with those you love the most. I encourage you also to take the time to share that hope with those who need it the most. Living our lives in light of the glory of heaven changes who we are and how we live and how we think and what we do. It allows us to live like heaven is our home. To let people know that though we are in this world, we are not of this world. It allows us to give like heaven is our home. We don't hold tightly to the things and the trappings of this world. We freely give them because we know they all belong to God anyway. And it allows us to share like heaven is our only hope. Because heaven is our only hope hope today as you leave here as you've heard two sermons on heaven and as you will hear one more on the new heaven and new earth next week may it change the way you live may it may it change the way you give and may it inspire you To share that hope with others. Let's pray. Lord we give you thanks and praise for your goodness. For your faithfulness. For your word. That reminds us of the glory of heaven. May that glory of heaven change the way we live. And give. And share. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.